This episode of Activate is sponsored by Modern Remodeling Incorporated. Modern Remodeling is one of the fastest growing independent restoration companies in the Northern Virginia, Maryland, and DC metro area. Since 1990, Modern has been successfully restoring damaged properties in the greater DMV area for thousands of satisfied customers. When you've experienced damage to your home or business, you need a restoration company that offers professional and reliable service. Experienced in handling restoration for damage caused by storms, fire, flooding, and more, the Modern team understands the challenges associated with navigating through an insurance claim, and they are here to help. Their team of highly trained, experienced, certified, and compassionate restoration experts will work with you and your insurance company to restore your home and get you back to normal as quickly as possible. In your time of need, Modern Remodeling Incorporated is the local brand you can trust. Hey, 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 welcome to the fourth season of Activate, a podcast consisting of purposeful conversations aimed at encouraging listeners to embrace both the beauty and chaos of life. Through laughter, tears, and brutally honest confessions, each episode will culminate with a call to action, offering tangible ways for listeners to not only strive for, but to become the best version of themselves. I'm Steph. And I'm KB. Steph is a certified holistic wellness and gut health specialist who has dedicated 10 years of her life to building multiple six-figure businesses online. And KB is a former network marketing hater turned top leader in her industry. She is a certified life coach helping women to get unstuck from the same chains that once held her back. Together, we have built a thriving business by helping incredible women just like you level up in their health and wealth, all while staying rooted in Christ. Thank you for being here. Let's do this. Hey, 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 Activators, it's KB here. We are giving you another replay today. It's a very important episode and one that we hope you will all tune into. Um, This episode features Erica Tradinic and Janine Lawson teaching us really about the government and the election system in the United States. It's so important for all of us to at least have a basic understanding of how our government works, how it operates, what we're voting for, right? Uh, We have local elections coming up here on November 7th. uh, And I just want to mention that on our local ballots, you're going to see Janine Lawson. Make sure you vote Janine Lawson for Board of Supervisors Chair. You're also going to see the one and only Erica Tradinic uh, for School Board of Brentsville. So make sure she gets your vote. She's actually coming on the podcast. She is well-loved by us activators. Um, she always gives us a laugh and she is just doing amazing things. Her life is um, one of service and of um, just sharing Jesus with people. And she's just an incredible mom, wife, uh, just you know, all of, all of the things. I'm just so proud of her and what she's doing in her life. So she's actually going to be on next week to share with us more of what she's doing. Uh, but I wanted to replay this episode before she comes so that you can kind of get a refresher course on how this all works. Now, this was recorded in October of 2020. So this was before the stolen election. Uh, and it was before really... I mean, I guess the country, 
gosh, I'm just trying to think back to that election. Like it was already, we were so divided. There was so much happening. Um, but now with the place the world is in right now, we need, we need really strong leaders. I can tell you, I can think of one president that made me feel really safe, really, really safe. And it's not Joe Biden. So um, I just wanted to, again, re-air this episode, give you a little refresher course on the election system and how our government works. I think, again, it's so important for all of us to have at least a general understanding of all of these things. So take a take an hour out of your day, listen to this episode in anticipation of the local elections coming up. And of course, um, the big presidential election, which is um, coming up as well. So Thank you all for listening. Happy Monday, everybody. I'd love to hear your feedback after listening and stay tuned next week for Miss Erica Tradinick. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. <laughs> I'm like, who? But your hey, 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 Who's your hey, here? hey, hey was just like <clears throat> so low energy. I just ate a red hot pepper. It, it went down the wrong pipe or something <laughs> happened. You know, it's been about five good minutes oh, hey. of coughing here. Hey. <laughs> Her nose like, is running. My nose uh, is running. Yeah. Life got hard there for a minute. Yeah. So we have a fun episode today. I've been really excited about this guest. So Erica and myself and Janine Lawson recorded yesterday. It is a political episode, but it is extremely informative. Yeah. Um, and I was just like couldn't I, I just couldn't take it in fast enough it was yeah. such great information yeah. and stuff that it's important for you to know <clears throat> like if you're gonna live here you need to know you know what's going on right yeah so <clears throat> I mentioned in there like some I said something like politics for dummies um and then I felt like I needed to be like but I don't mean anyone's a dummy no I don't mean that I just mean like they actually have bo- a book called politics for dummies or like <laughs> yeah. real estate for dummies or you yeah. know whatever it is a lot of people have no idea no idea and the problem is we're all afraid to ask because you think you should know mm-hmm. and I talked I, t- I talk about that in the episode you'll hear me like I didn't care about government class. I just wanted right. to be, be a, go out and party on the weekend. Like yeah. I just was at school because you have to go, right? Right. Um, so I didn't listen. And I regret all that now. Mm-hmm. I'm so interested in history, especially with the space we're in now. Like I wish I knew. Right. Um, so I put together just a little, I literally wrote at the top of my paper, politics for dummies. Yep. And it's just Googleable information, but it, and it's very basic. Don't GTS like, everything. I'm not gonna t- yeah. <laughs> stuff in Google um, and coffee. <laughs> oh um, boy! But I feel like this would be really helpful. Like I wish somebody had just put this yes. together for me mm-hmm. and told me because I, I just didn't know and would feel too silly to ask right yeah have you ever sure. seen those um like um nighttime talk shows where they go out and interview people and they ask them questions that they oh. think everybody should know yeah and i'm like i, I no would idea. die if i was on that because i would look like such an idiot yeah <clears throat> that's how i feel about homeschooling a first grader right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh i don't remember that what the hell okay so i'm just gonna get right into this so um a couple of just definitions so incumbent You hear that word a lot, Mm -hmm. right? So that's just the current person holding office. So Mm -hmm. Donald Trump is the incumbent and we are his constituents. We are the people who live, work and pay taxes in the area that a politician represents. Mm -hmm. So that can go all the way down to local government, right? There are three types of elections, primaries, 
general election, midterm elections. Okay, so I never understood all of this stuff. I didn't know what, like, who are we voting for when yeah. I knew when you vote for the president. Yeah. That's all that ever really mattered to me. Um, so the primary election is to decide which of a party's candidates will be nominated for the general election. Okay. Then the general election is the final election that determines the office, right? So candidates... Um, are those that won their primary elections and that happens at a local state and national level it's not just about voting for the president yeah then there's midterm elections so that's a federal election for members of congress held between presidential elections mm -hmm. so when there's an election and it's not a presidential election and you're like what the hell are we voting for these are the midterm elections they're extremely important very important <clears throat> so Congress. Congress is made up of the Senate and the House of Representatives, okay? So the House of Representatives, there are 435 seats in the House of Representatives. Um, they each represent individual districts. They have the power to initiate uh, revenue bills, impeach federal officials, elect the, uh, the president in case of electoral college tie, and then the Senate has 100 people or two per state, and they have sole power to confirm presidential appointments and ratify treaties. Now, this is going to be very important with where we're at right now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, let's see. Um, so, OK, so it's so important because a president can only accomplish his or her agenda if his party controls the, the houses of Congress, the two, you know, mm -hmm. the Senate and the House, yeah. right? <clears throat> so right now, the Democrats are in control of the House. The Republicans are in control of the Senate. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> turning my paper sideways. Um, so House seats come up for re-election, all 435 seats every two years. Okay. Oh, senators come up for reelection every six years. Okay. So they have six year terms, but they're staggered. So a third of the seats come up every two years. Okay. Okay. So 2018, 2020, mm -hmm. there's congressional seats up this year, 2020, and then again in 2022. Okay. 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 Following along so far. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Term limits. So we know a president can serve, can serve two terms, four years each, right? No more than two terms. Senators and representatives. There are no term limits. That's why Joe Biden has been, <laughs> you know, has been in politics for 47 years mm -hmm. or whatever it is. That's why Nancy Pelosi has been in, <clears throat> I don't know, for 89 Ever. years. <laughs> <laughs> don't fact check me there. Um, but for a very long time. So I believe there should be term limits on these things. Right. But that's just me. Um, <clears throat> what does this little note say? I don't want to miss anything important. Oh, um, so because, okay, so g going back to how I said that um, the House of Representatives has the power to impeach federal officials, right? Okay, well, that is why President Trump was impeached because the Democratic House of Representatives mm -hmm. impeached Donald Trump, mm -hmm. but it was not supported by the Republican Senate. Right. So therefore, he's an <clears throat> impeached president, but still in office. So if you never understood that, that's where that comes from. Um, so there's three branches of government. Legislative branch is Congress, the House mm -hmm. of Representatives, and the Senate. Uh, the presiding officer of the House of Representatives is the Speaker of the House, who is Nancy Pelosi. Yes. Okay. 
the um, vice president of the United States, who is Mike Pence, he is the president of the Senate. Um, so Nancy Pelosi, I, I need you to think about this. So Nancy Pelosi is third in line to the presidency. So should Joe Biden not be able to, should he win, and not be able to complete his term as president? Kamala Harris, is that how you say her name? Kamala, yeah. Uh, she would become the president and Nancy Pelosi would become the vice president. Mm -hmm. Okay? If that doesn't scare you, I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so, moving on. Pence serves as the president of the Senate and so he can cast a decisive vote if there's a tie in the Senate. Okay. Okay? So that's... That's great for Republicans. You don't really point. hear very much about Pence at all. I think he's just cool, calm, collected, and quiet. And I think on October 7th, a week ago or whatever. Um, no. To, to, Yesterday. Wait. <laughs> no. Today's October 5th, 6th, 7th. On, on what? Isn't it the 7th? Is this the, I don't know. People, it's October 7th is the, is the, but I don't know it's what day fifth. today is. It's the 5th today. Today is the 5th. <laughs> and the vice presidential Harris and um, Pence are going to debate, which I think will be much more productive. Yes. Um, I believe on October 7th. Okay. Oh, wow. I, I got, I started sweating just to get that out. <sighs> oh boy. Okay. And then there's the executive branch, which is the president and the vice president elected by the people, right? Then there's the judicial branch branch appointed by the president and confirmed by the senate now this is very important right now right because the president because of the death of ruth bader ginsburg has the opportunity to appoint a supreme court justice who will be in that seat for life mm -hmm. okay so we need we need steph and i <laughs> you need something different maybe but we as conservatives want to see a conservative in that free seat because it is such a long mm -hmm. you know term she will she will she hopefully <laughs> will be there which for a lifetime yeah okay I'll, so I'll <laughs> okay having said all of that now i gotta go back to my first page of notes so if you don't understand the voting process, right? So there's the popular vote, the electoral vote, and then there's the electoral college. So the popular vote is all the votes cast during an election. So every single vote, mm -hmm. all that added up is the popular vote. Then there's the electoral vote. So states receive a number of electors based on the number of senators and representatives. Um, and then those electors gather to cast the state's vote in the electoral college. The winner of the popular vote in each state and D.C. gets all the electoral votes from that state. OK, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Are we are we all together here? OK, <clears throat> so a candidate needs 270 electoral votes to win an election. So in 2016, uh, Donald Trump got 304 electoral votes to Hillary's 227 Conversely, Donald Trump got 62,984,828 popular votes and Hillary Clinton got 65,853,514 votes. So Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. More people individually voted for Hillary Clinton than did they did Donald Trump. However, because he won those big states, mm -hmm. he was able to clinch the election, right? So he won. <clears throat> now 
So obviously states with larger um, populations have more electoral votes. So California has 55 electoral votes. Yeah. Whereas Virginia has 13. Iowa has six. Wisconsin has 10. Mm -hmm. So I'm feeling like that's where most of you are listening from. Right. So um, Texas, the biggest, biggest state, um, you know, area wise gets 38 Hmm. Um, <clears throat> there are seven states and D.C., they get three. So they're the smaller states, Alaska, Delaware. Um, I can't remember what else was on there. Um, hmm. So, okay, lastly, um, there are swing states. So there are states that we know that already know. We know California <laughs> will vote mm-hmm. Biden, right? Um the swing states. So this is what's important. The person who wins these states, like will this will determine the election. And you're on there. I bet you if you're listening. Well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa, Wisconsin. I feel like a lot of our listeners are from those two places. Yeah. You are swing states. Arizona, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Texas. Huge. Texas is huge. Republicans need to come through in Texas, right? Um, Maine, Michigan. I didn't realize that Texas was a swing state. North Carolina and Ohio. So is that now because everyone's moving out of California to Texas? I don't know. Um, But that's like in a nutshell. It's a lot. That's politics in a nutshell. But if you can, if you understand that. Yeah. I think it's super, super, super helpful. Yeah. And who knows, I'll probably get like 12 messages that I was wrong about something, but, uh, but actually I probably won't cause you guys are all nice. Right. <laughs> well, it is ev- like with everything, the more, you know, it is important to know because it is how many to know. people it, only like vote said, for the president. Right. And it is so important. And we will talk about that in this episode you're about to listen to about why it's so important to vote in all these elections and even at the, you know, the local and the state level. Um, so today on activate, we're just honored to have janine lawson um she's a a wife and a mom of two and an elected member of the brentsville board of supervisors she serves on several boards and commissions in order to advance her vision for transportation education and conservation for all of prince william county janine has a passion for stopping high density development investing in our schools uh tackling school and neighborhood safety, preserving the rural crescent, building and supporting small businesses and shorter commutes and safer roads. We also have Erica coming on today. Steph, the day we recorded was in full on homeschool mode. So so Erica served as co-host and Erica actually worked for Janine's campaign in 2019. So it worked out perfectly. Um, So enjoy the episode. Once you're done, find and follow Janine Lawson. It's J-E-A-N-I-N-E-L-A-W-S-O-N on Facebook to keep up with her fighting the good fight for us here in Prince William County. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, so Janine Lawson and Erica, Erica's back. I'm back. She's back. Get this thing closer to Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. You know, you should know this by now, right? I don't. I don't. Right? It's been a long time since I've been in the studio. It has. I had, to, I had to make everyone leave for, you know, a few months while yes. I was afraid. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> Faith over fear. Let's we go. go. We won't go there <laughs> to <Amen>. Erica. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm really excited to have you here today. Uh, my hope is sort of um, to speak to the people who maybe 
obviously no one's oblivious to what's happening in politics like you can't get away from it no matter where you're at but or, I was, or as much as we want to some days or as much as we want to <laughs> yes um but i'm thinking more of the people maybe who have never exercised their right to vote maybe they're nervous maybe they're scared maybe they don't feel informed enough so i really kind of want to target that audience i don't think at this point we're really changing minds i i unless they watched the debate the other night then they might be confused um <laughs> but um i think at this point people that will vote or are involved in politics know who they're voting for so um i don't know i feel i'm from a little tiny town in iowa and i feel like get out didn't actually erica yes, told me this I yes did. i am too we'll have to talk about that later we will yeah. yeah so i feel like from my little tiny town um there probably are a lot of people that don't even vote um so there's a lot of passionate people sure as well sure um but i do feel like there are people um maybe like the younger generation who haven't voted ever and maybe just think that their vote doesn't matter or you know mm -hmm. do they what's, just what's have one vote? do they have polls in iowa like i'm still confused oh erica doesn't erica. think that iowa exists um i've had to pull out a map and actually point out yeah. iowa before that's why she knows that you're from iowa because i said oh my gosh guess what janine just went to iowa so it must be real like, yes that is uh the homeland yes. of america there you go yes or that's the, right the heartland or, or the heartland yes it's your homeland yes my homeland. homeland well so erica likes iowa since you're from there but if right. I'm from there, she's not sure it even <laughs> it's not even a thing. Ay, ay, ay. Um, but so I was hoping to sort of just speak to that audience. Almost like I wanted to say like um like politics for dummies, even though that's not what I exactly mean, but you know, they have all those books um mm -hmm. for dummies. But just like I didn't care about like government class. It was I didn't listen oh, to a thing I in government it. class. Every well, bit of it. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> um, but I just didn't listen because I didn't care. All of history. Now I think it's so interesting and mm. I wish that I knew more. Um, but I just didn't listen because I didn't care. And now we the world we're living in, like, you have to care. In my opinion. You should. It's important Absolutely. that you care. It's important that you care. So Well, and for me it's necessary for everybody to care considering how blessed we are to be americans mm. yeah if you travel outside of america and really soak up another country mm. i mm. think you have a, a deeper appreciation after you've experienced life even if it's just for a week or two outside of our borders how blessed we are mm -hmm. to be americans mm -hmm. and then you are also reminded that men and women have literally died yeah to to protect america and the rights that we have as americans right right amen i just think that that's something that um you know i took five years of history in high school not because i wanted to but because because um, she failed a grade <laughs> no because our history teacher did multiple choice and so i was like if i'm going to take another class because we had to where I went, you couldn't just take two classes and leave. You had to fill your schedule. And so I just retook history again because I knew that he gave multiple choice tests. But one thing that he said that has always stuck to me is if you don't vote, you're a cultural clod. It was just what he said. Like, yeah. you are, and I'm like, what is a cultural clod? And now that's all, like, Josh and I say it to each other all the time. I have friends from high school that I'm still like, hey, cultural clods, are you out voting today? Like, it's just something so important. Sure. I, I mean, I will berate my friends about local elections constantly like or primaries you know like even my father cringe said the other day that he doesn't vote in all primaries and i'm like oh, yeah. 
I like, you know, it was what? just crazy. Yeah. But some people don't even know that that's a thing, that primaries are, um, you know, important to to vote in. So it's just, um, I just think it's so important. You you get a, ch- a chance to do this. And like Janine said, my husband fought for your right to do this. Yeah. Go do it. Right. Don't, don't right. Um, disrespect all of those men and women. Not only do it, but take it seriously. Yeah. Right. Research. Absolutely. Right. Be informed. So, Janine, how did you become interested in politics? Well, speaking of my... Government class. <laughs> yeah, well, that too, but just coming from small town Iowa, like mm-hmm. you, um, my dad... So, my dad was in the Navy. I was born in Jacksonville, number five of six kids. So, I was about eight when we moved from Florida back to small town Iowa, uh, where my mom and dad grew up and wanted to return. Mm-hmm. So, uh, after a... a small time in I in the small town in Iowa Emmitsburg is the name mm-hmm. um, my dad became the city manager mm-hmm. and I think that really instilled the root in me of like local government civic duty he wasn't elected so he reported to the mayor and the city council mm-hmm. and um, I recall as a little girl well not a little girl I was middle school at that time just people would literally call our house with you know issues related to what was going on in the town mm. uh i remember some some senior citizens would call our house after a, a big thunderstorm had gone through and talk to my dad about um or just report to him about you know branches in their yard or <laughs> stormwater issues yeah. and it just stuck with me so i really attribute a lot of this back to my dad that's interesting. So what is your specific role, like your daily basis? What are you doing as a Brentsville supervisor? Uh, good question. So county supervisors have a lot on their plate, especially a county supervisor in you know, a, an area as large as Prince William, mm. half a million people are yeah. approaching that. So um, I have, first of all, I have an office with aides and I can't do this job and give it the full-time attention that I do without my aides. Um, so we are responsible for setting policy in Prince William County. We have a county executive who we hire and the county executive reports to the board. And we of course are responsible to the citizens and we set policies related to everything from uh, a big policy, a big responsibility as a county supervisor is um, land use, development mm-hmm. matters. And I say that because Prince William County is a growing county. Yeah. Um, so a lot of land use matters take up a lot of my time, especially because the district that I represent is still a growing district. And uh, that is probably one of the biggest pieces of my schedule on not necessarily a day-to-day schedule but a weekly schedule mm-hmm. um, we also of course spend a lot of time on the fiscal side of it and believe it or not those two are related because what we build has a fiscal impact mm-hmm. on on the county operations county taxes and then of course we have uh, fire and rescue police uh, we have a lot of public safety agencies that mm-hmm. are very large mm-hmm. And um, we have everything else that covers from human services, the library system, uh, just a wide range of mm-hmm. kind of what you see on the state or federal level, just obviously reduced down to the local. So I could literally be in a meeting on public safety and then turn around and have a meeting on 
um, you know, stormwater management. Right. right. Roads. So, yeah. yeah. Or road trans- mm-hmm. transportation is another mm-hmm. huge one. Thanks, Erica, for yeah. that. Parks, all of that. She yes. Falls under there. And you guys help to appoint these public officials too. like the yep. chief of police is not. Correct. Correct. Voted in. It's appointed in or that, whatever. Yes. Exactly. So a lot of good point. A lot of our um, directors of agencies that work under the county executive um, still really need a, a blessing by the board because mm-hmm. there's such high level management mm-hmm. and specifically our public safety chiefs. So right now we're in the process of hiring a new chief of police. Um, our former chief before Erica's dad retired, mm-hmm. uh, this chief had announced his retirement last winter okay. or maybe it was in the spring. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're doing a national search and, and we will interview the, the county executive will whittle it down to, um, like three or four of the top candidates and then and then those candidates will be interviewed by the board and as a board we will mm-hmm. deliberate and decide who we want to be the next chief mm-hmm. yes yeah, so one day you're doing that and the next day you're getting a fielding a call about you know the the road in Noakesville being closed what are you going to do about it Janine so it's exactly right it's everything from that to this and it's it's huge it's yeah. a lot of a lot of work that she has to do in such a big county too, not to mention because she's part of the Brentsville district, Brentsville district is huge land wise right. in comparison to other districts in the county. She's got a lot of land and a lot of space to cover. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. And by the way, I, a lot of what we do, I lean on people like my appointees, like Erica, who is my commissioner to the park and rec um, department mm-hmm. and tourism too. Um, and so she fields a lot of issues for me especially if there's complaints or just policy changes we and i re- feel them so well i forward them back to jean like uh what do I say? <laughs> Jeez, you're a bigger I, deal than i thought should Erica? i give a leslie nope answer or <laughs> a real answer i don't know what to she say. does a great job yeah so of those things that you mentioned is there something that you're specifically passionate about probably the land use side of it mm-hmm. that's why i ran for office um definitely um, am fired up about it when I feel like it threatens our quality of life mm-hmm. in Brentsville District. Um, I recognize that we're going to grow as a, as a county outside of the nation's capital. Yeah. Um, but I really believe that we need to do it in an orderly manner. Mm-hmm. And because so much growth, residential growth, yeah. happened so quickly in the late '90s and you know through 2010 before the the well the housing market crash right. of 2008 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um you know we pay a price for that whether it's our kids going to very crowded schools and going mm. and, and classrooms and trailers outside yeah after they had just you know built, built a this, brand new school exactly yeah. mm-hmm. or you know sitting in traffic which we're all familiar with yeah right yeah protecting that rural crescent all my friends used yes. to tease me about that they're like what are you talking well, about? yeah i didn't yeah. know what that was. i'm I mean, like excuse me you drive past it every day do you want neighborhoods there do you want huge things there and that's what janine protects and that's why i support janine so strongly is because i don't want to drive past all of that josh and i were just speaking about schools in general years ago like where did like where would all these kids have gone to school because josh goes there was not enough schools i said no there wasn't back then but there also wasn't all these houses right, right up and down the linton hall corridor right, so right. you know having only brentsville and op wasn't a big deal so, so. by saying protecting the rural crescent uh-huh. what so you're you're just talking for people who don't know what that means because if i didn't live here in noakesville mm-hmm. i would have no idea what you're talking yeah. about 
Um, so, so the Royal Crescent was basically an imaginary border that mm-hmm. was drawn by the Board of County Supervisors in 1998 mm-hmm. that, that was meant to steer developers as this county was really growing, mm-hmm. steer developers to one side of the line, which is the development area, yeah. uh, and hands off of intense development in the rural area, mm-hmm. uh, which means that we only allow one house for every 10 acres. Right. And... Uh, we do not allow the sewer line to come out because by nature sewer lines uh, you know accommodate higher mm-hmm. higher development right so the key is really to keeping the sewer line out because developers will follow sewer lines i i, I really mean it as a joke although it doesn't necessarily come out <laughs> as a joke but i'm like they're like rats they follow sewer lines right, <laughs> right. yeah yeah this just this road that i live on i mean it looks completely different since since we moved here mm-hmm. and they are 10 acre lots i think yes but they don't look like they it. don't look like it right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so uh we've still got some work to do on protecting mm-hmm. the real crescent yep but um yes that's the primary policy is keeping the sewer line out of the rural area and that's important for anybody anywhere um, to know when you're choosing who to vote for, um, what issues are important to you. Do yeah. you like your wide open spaces? Do you like houses not being on top of each other? That's something to look for in whoever you're supporting mm-hmm. as a candidate, because some people don't care. And I can tell you right now, if somebody else other than Janine gets elected, the the whole county is going to just look completely different. Yeah. So, Well, I certainly don't want that to happen. Right. Right. And um, I am grateful that a lot of people last November when I was reelected crossed over because um, the district is diverse. Mm-hmm. And, and when I mean, I mean that um, politically diverse. Yes. And um, for a Republican running for a local election and I won by 10 points, that yeah. is because a lot of people crossed over party lines to vote for me, like Erica said, because to protect. Yeah, yeah, because of my position on growth. And it's not just the rural area that I, I'm really defensive of. I'm very particular about residential development and the development area. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have the proper infrastructure, they don't earn my vote. Right. right. Okay. So speaking of Republicans, so, um, our audience knows um, where we stand. Steph has been very vocal. We're Republicans. Erica, we know where Erica stands. I only bleed red, yes. Jesus and Donald Trump. <laughs> yes. Um, but um, so if you had to describe the general difference between a Democrat and a Republican, how would you, how would you do that? Well, nowadays, um, there's a, a wider gap. Mm-hmm. of Republicans and Democrats. Um, as a Republican, I believe in smaller government. I believe in states' rights and less of the federal government in our business, especially as at the local level. Yeah. The bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., from Department of Education do not how to run our s- schools here. Do, they don't know how to do that. We, we make those decisions locally, and that's the way it should be done. Um, so certainly believe in strong national defense um that's a big piece of the republican platform i certainly believe in the lord and his hand on this nation and i i I find that that uh the democrat party is moving further and further away Away. from from god and his principles and values Mm -hmm. um so pro-business let people decide with more money in their own pocket and I, I just really believe in capitalism that is now under threat from from the left. Yeah, they're certainly moving further to uh, more of a socialist mm. 
state. And frankly, sometimes I think it's fair to call some of them, not all of them, some of them are far more communist than socialist. It's really scary. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, and the divide, like you're talking about the difference and the divide, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it wasn't always like this, like uh, growing up, I don't remember being like, Oh, you know, certain of my parents' friends are Democrats or certain of my parents' friends are Republicans. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that was a divider Mm -hmm. before, you know, like, yeah, Right. You knew where my parents stood. It was obvious, but it was never something that right. divided you so strongly like it does now. Yeah, um, right. You well, know, to the point where my kids are like, okay, so-and-so's over at our house. What, you know, who do they support? What do they support? You know, like they're asking these questions. And I said, well, you know, I don't interview each person before right. I invite them to dine at my <laughs> yeah. table. But I said, you know, it just so happens that a lot of people that come and dine at my table want to be there and want to, you know, right. um, a crazy side story that's really short, but I ha- I worked with a few people, invited them over for dinner, and they found out who we supported for president and who we voted for. And they literally said out loud, we would have never come to your house had we have known that. And it was like, wow, ouch, like you yeah. loved, As they're sitting there? Yeah, you loved me. Right. And then now you're, you know, judging me by that. So right. I just think that that's a huge, a huge divide. Yeah. Right. Right. And the difference. Yeah. So you mentioned bleeding red and you mentioned the left. So for people who don't know what, who's left and who's right and who's red and who's blue. Yeah. And who's a donkey and who's, and a, who's a donkey elephant. and who's an That's elephant. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Can we break um, that down? Absolutely. So uh, red identifies the Republican Party. Not real sure why these colors were chosen mm-hmm. decades ago, but not by me yep and uh erica and i bleed red yes, that's right and so and, do you and, just in case you're wondering <laughs> if you haven't chosen what color your blood is yet yeah. it's red yeah, that's right <laughs> and uh i've always adored elephants so yes. uh, i'm thrilled that that's the animal that our party chose long long time ago and then of course the left and is want to be right 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 that's right <laughs> and um of course the left is known by blue is their color and um mascot is a donkey or an ass and, and we'll leave an it ass. An <laughs> ass if you're not politically correct like me uh, yes oh gosh, so. it might be good that steph isn't here yeah <laughs> she'd have gone on a rant on that one yeah we, we, yes we had a lost her that's right um, we'll keep it clean today <laughs> okay and then we you mentioned the difference um the importance of differing party platforms yeah so uh, you know Look, there are Republican candidates that I have voted for in the past. I'm sure there will be in the in the future that I don't necessarily get super excited about. Yeah. But I'm voting for them because of the platform that I expect them to adhere to. Right. Mm. And that's what's important for people to remember. And I'm, you know, fully aware that both candidates in this presidential race, Trump and Biden, rub a lot of people the wrong way for for different reasons um but at the end of the day we need to remember it's the platforms that 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 are being represented and hopefully if the candidate is true to the platform Mm -hmm. they govern by those uh principles platform being like the core values right Right. correct you're you're standing up for basically what you believe in and you need the people from that party to be standing up for right. the they're the and ones, loyal right, right. Yeah. defending your yeah. rights right yeah. yeah yeah and president trump has been incredibly loyal to the principles of the republican party platform right right and um that i appreciate about him right 
and and he's although he's not perfect and you know biden's not perfect we both know that we know that neither neither of them are perfect and that makes a, a huge difference when you remember that and at the end of the day whether Trump gets elected or Biden gets elected, like I've said before, Jesus is king. And mm-hmm. I know that Trump knows that. Amen. And that and that right. is something that I'm... And you know, when, when she's talking about rights, I know a lot of people don't even pay attention or study these kind of things. And, you know, rights, like people are, are fighting for the right to choose or the right for life, you know? And those are two big things. Um, the right to bear arms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, your constitutional rights. Mm-hmm. Those are things that we're fighting for, if, if you don't know. Right. Yeah. My son read constitutional on one of his papers and he and he said something like can toot a little and i'm like oh son <laughs> you're in my house you need to know that word and Josh spell is it like that's it we're memorizing it <laughs> so yeah um okay so if you're not registered to vote um how do you register to vote or how do you confirm that you're registered to right vote? um and and then also what if you've moved since the last time you voted Okay, so we have a very friendly website here in the county, PWC for Prince William County, votes.org. And that is a helpful tool. And nowadays, you can register to vote online. Mm -hmm. Little frightening to me because I think that that maybe gives gives those who might want to be a a little um, fraudulent and hopefully this doesn't happen much at all but there should be checks and balances Mm -hmm. in the system um for a long time you couldn't obviously before obviously before the internet too you you know you had to register Mm -hmm. in person in person uh through a form and everything was verified i i have to trust that those that are checking all that are making sure that we're registering online you know american citizens with legit social security numbers yeah Uh, but if you go to that website that is very helpful and then if you go to the state website you can put in your home address and your like the last four digits of your social security Mm -hmm. number and if you do that i actually did that this morning and it will show you all the elections that you voted in it was kind of fun to to go back and look yeah i went directly from your website i clicked um from there and was able to like you said put in my address the last four my social and see that information and right now in your district so you know where to go vote yep and who represents you apparently you can check on facebook whether you're registered to vote or not because it pops up for me every day all day every day instagram facebook I want to click on it, but then at the same time, I don't want them to to touch me, so I don't want to click on it, but it might be a good way to try it. Maybe we should try it. Wow. So my husband is unable to vote in person um, on election day. So we, I didn't know the process of getting a, you know, vote by mail uh, ballot. So we were sitting at local Hector's one night and he's like, shoot, when's the election? And I'm like, November 3rd, <laughs> where have you been? Um, <clears throat> and he's like, I gotta vote. I gotta figure this out. So I just like Googled it and filled out the information. And then I started getting all of these emails from this particular, whatever I had given all of our information to, and they were coming from Mary Trump. Oh, yeah. So Mary Trump is who's, who wrote the who's, book who's about Mary Trump. Isn't Mary Trump the one oh, who wrote the, the book niece. about... Right. Yeah. And so then I was like, wait, 
something's wrong here. This isn't this isn't right. He did get the ballot in the mail. However, I don't know if we didn't get the mail that day um, and moisture got in there, but the 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 envelope to return it was stuck to the ballot. And mm. so it, it's he can't use it now because mm. it look it will mm. look tampered with, right? Mm. But I we're going, he's going in person voting uh-huh. early uh-huh. Um, instead of doing that. But just, I guess, I don't know, with all the things you're hearing, especially this year about, you know, fraud and uh-huh. voter fraud and um, the mail-in voting because of COVID and whatever, I, I would just caution everyone to- Well, we've gotten about- Be careful what you're doing. Absentee and, voting things in our yeah. mail. Well, and so. this is another concern of mine. And, um, you know, Governor Northrum is a Democrat mm-hmm. and the governors, well, the states are in charge of their elections. So right. you have 50 different states with 50 different, you know, sets of laws that govern over the elections. Mm-hmm. But what I'm familiar with is Virginia mm-hmm. and um, Governor Northrum's administration is in charge of the state board of elections. Mm. And... Um, I want to know why my 17-year-old son, who isn't isn't even going to be 18 until next June, mm-hmm. why he got a a postcard from you know the state board of elections to register to vote. Wow, that to me is are the kind of red flags mm-hmm. that make me wonder what's going on. What are they infiltrating? That's why I'm cautious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and you're hearing stories of people getting them for their you know dead grandparents that have been dead for seven years Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and you know the the funny people that fill it out and you know have trump's check mark all right you want to give it to me i'll take it but it's just crazy yeah it is is there a check and balance system to that do people can you go to jail like if you if you're somewhere to fill it out turn it in could you then go to jail oh yeah i mean Election fraud is a very serious criminal matter, but the problem is sometimes is you have prosecutors that aren't willing to prosecute. Or votes that get counted that never got caught, you know? Right, right. Well, sadly, um, when Josh was in Afghanistan, um, they were able to vote for that election year, which would have been, or the year before that would have been, so he was at boot camp. I guess. And it was, um, Oh eight. And, um, no, I guess we were in, in Fort drum, but either way, um, the votes when they were overseas or even at boot camp, you know, they're all filling out their absentee ballot and, um, they didn't, they, they didn't get mailed out in time. Mm. So all of these votes are just sitting there or in Afghanistan, it takes, you know, three weeks for the mail to get back. So I'm like, well, well, what about all their votes? Well, like, why especially are they just their the, votes. Yeah, why are they just sitting on the plane? Why didn't we have them do it six months right. ago? So it's those kind of things where you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, it's just crazy. And Oh, and I think most people would agree with us that if anybody's vote should be counted. It's the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And in 08, you know, like we, we were military and I remember our neighbor comes over and she knocks on my door and asks for a stamp for her absentee ballot. And she's voting Democrat. And I'm voting Don't have one. And she so knows sad. that. And I go, oh, I love you. And I will give you sugar any day of the week. But you better find your own stamp, sister. And I hope you get lost on your way. And That's she's like, why oh I love you, Erica. You just so she still jokes about it. Yep. She still it. remembers it years later. That's funny. Um, so when registering, must you choose a party affiliation no. when you register to vote? Nope. nope. Common, common myth in Virginia People think that they're registered by a particular party. Mm-hmm. In Virginia, you're not. You, we have open registration. Okay. You do not have to 
you know, declare loyalty to one party. So they other. still ask you, or they still hand you not, your ballot. Not not the official. Um, not the official election, but local ones. Yeah, when you go to vote, mm-hmm. but when you register, there will be nothing on the registration online or or on the document okay. if you See, fill it out. I remember when I fill it. So interesting, you said about your son because I was seventeen when I graduated high school, and we registered filled out the paperwork at least to register to vote in our government class oh that's so cool and that's how i read registered to vote i don't know if they waited until our birthday to send it in i don't know how that worked but i remember i registered like they gave us the breakdown like these are the beliefs of a republican these are a democrat and i remember i picked in i'm like i don't know so i just picked independent because i was like well i kind of agree with that and i mostly agree with that and i literally i just didn't know again mm-hmm. probably hadn't listened the whole semester of class right well um, and you're 17 you're still trying right. to figure and it you're out 17 um and so i didn't know like so if you had a similar experience and you feel like well i can't vote because i want trump to win but i registered it as a democrat that doesn't matter when you show up to vote you can vote for whoever it is that you want to vote absolutely for. i mean our votes are meant to be private mm-hmm. right to protect the integrity of the vote we're not you know a a third world country that dictates how people vote right you can color whatever bubble you want (laughs) right right um so why is it important to exercise your right to vote and does one vote really matter i think people just are like well this thing is so big and there's so many people and it sounds like so and so is going to win so what's the point well if if you uh remember anything about the 2000 presidential election when president bush you know, one over uh, Al Gore, then Vice President Al Gore. That Florida election mm-hmm. came down. Well, the the entire election of the presidency came down came to down that. to about mm-hmm. seventeen hundred votes in f- the state of Florida. Right. Mm. So that completely demolished any notion that people had of my vote doesn't count mm-hmm. because in Florida. It came down to seventeen hundred voters. They literally right. had right. to yeah. recount right. your yes. vote. <laughs> yes. And even you know when you look at local elections, those, oh, yeah. those matter so much just in your vote. And at the end of the day, you want to be comfortable laying your head on your pillow, knowing you did something, you did your civic duty, do you anything, showed up, right? Yeah. And especially people who have such strong opinions, but then they choose not to exercise their right to vote. To Ladies me, and gentlemen, like, a question we ask in our house is, "What's your favorite kind of Democrat?" The one that doesn't vote, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so many. So um, let's t- hope there's a lot. Yeah. A lot of those. Yeah, um, we touched on this obviously, but so why is it important to vote in every election and not just every four years when the presidential election? Comes well, out? I mean, like my buddy Erica is saying, local elections actually have a lot more impact on your daily lives than what President Trump or whoever is occupying the White House mm-hmm. and Congress are doing right um so local elections in my opinion are are the elections that you should not absolutely should not miss Mm -hmm. right um you know every election is important every election matters i mean at one point bernie sanders who is a proud socialist and Mm -hmm. wants to completely transform this nation and, and the foundations that it was set on was at one time a mayor So he Mm. was on the ballot for a local election. And now look. Right. Right. And no matter what side you're on, you have to realize that the governors right now are governing what happens 
to you and your rights right now, mm-hmm. whether or not you can go eat at a restaurant, whether right. or not you, you have, have to, to wear, wear a mask, mask. Yeah. Yes. whether or not, you know, you get to shop at your small vis- businesses versus freaking Walmart. Like that's, that's decided by you going and voting. And mm-hmm. people are like, I didn't even, yeah. I didn't vote in that election. And I'm like, excuse me, right. yeah. you know, like she said, the local matters, mm-hmm. but also don't sleep on this one. Like, yeah. like yeah. Kristen's saying, don't, I mean, I, I still remember the coverage from 08. That was my first election that I was able to vote in because sadly I didn't get to vote for my president, George W. Bush in 04, cause I missed it by 15 days. But I remember like MTV being such a huge, you know, go rock the vote, Barack the rock the vote. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I have to listen to that one more time, <laughs> right. but they really pushed it. Yeah, and they, you know, yeah. that, that agenda was pushed and, yeah. you know, change was pushed and it made a difference because people that would have never voted voted. Yeah, voted. Yep. Mm-hmm. So your, your voice matters, your vote matters. Um, I had a listener ask about um, if you got an absentee ballot, but then you change your mind and want to vote in person. Okay, so what you need to do, and that will happen, Yep. Uh, you need to take the absentee ballot that was mailed to you mm-hmm. with you when you go to vote in person. And they will, the election officer will check the system, make sure that that the absentee was not registered counted as or, counted mm-hmm, as, mm-hmm. as as yep. received yep and um then you will more than likely have to vote provisional depending on what the result is of you know their research into the absentee mm-hmm. uh, and then you'll vote provisional which is just on a paper document okay and and then at the after the election they will cross-check verify with the election office so provisional ballots are important especially in close races sometimes provisional ballots can swing the election one way or the other but absolutely you have to show up with your absentee ballot and it needs to be discarded you know properly discarded Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that somebody is not voting twice okay. janine's a rule follower i would say just go vote your butt in person and see what happens <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so i think i read that october 13th is the last day to register to vote in virginia that sounds right um and i think between well i don't know when it started but until october 30th you can vote early in virginia mm-hmm. um what is how do you do that so what how, if you want to vote early do you yep. have to make an appointment where do you go no no, no. How, what, yep. what happens no need for situation? an appointment so in prince william county we have three different locations that are already operating for absentee in person or early voting yep and those are the most um local one for us mm-hmm. it, well us is in the western part of prince william county is over at the Haymarket Gainesville Library off of Route 15, mm. the new library. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and and they're there Monday through Saturday. I think their hours are nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that that um, people will be outside giving out sample ballots, probably yep. from both parties. Mm-hmm. So you um, can do I that. try to always um, like put my hoodie up and yeah. run because I don't know which person I'm supposed to take the paper from. Take very, it from it's both. Very, well, I got the wrong paper the last time, but I obviously recognized that I had the wrong paper. So I'm like, okay, everybody it says on this paper, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't no. go in opposite. <laughs> yeah. But I think each state too, you're able to go in person. Like I, I spoke to a lady the other day at the um, orthopedic and she 
was like, I'm going to go vote today in in mm-hmm. Manassas. There's mm-hmm. a place to vote in Manassas. Yep. Yeah. She asked me if I knew where it was. And I'm like, no, ma'am, but I will, you know, who are you voting for? Yes, I'll Google it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm sure in Iowa you can vote. You just go left past the cornfield and you, you'll find the voting booth. There's no stoplights. <laughs> Don't, Don't you know? <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> hey, Iowa's where it all starts, Erica. I guess. Literally, Erica <laughs> texted me last night. She's like, is Caleb at school right now? And I thought she meant like in general. And I was like, yeah, he goes because he right. didn't come back for a while right. right, from Iowa. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, we I think we see him. He's wearing a Bass Pro sh- shop hat. hat and he has a mullet and he's kind of dirty. He's kind of <laughs> dirty and country. And then I go, never mind. It's not him. I, I guess all the kids out here look like that. I was that. like, I draw the line of dirty. OK, <laughs> he has long hair and probably a camouflage hat on. And but dirt. watch your mouth. They all have dirt on their pants. Where are you guys getting this dirt? Straight from Iowa. And then he came down and i'm like erica he goes i know she texts me i know i know mom um let's see we're getting to the bottom okay i know one so why is there so much controversy right now about the appointment of the supreme court justice in an election Mm. year great Um, question yeah so this is something that i'm sure lots of people have been hearing about um and so i just want you to explain why it's such a big deal yeah uh so obviously the president appoints a supreme court justice that has to be confirmed by the senate right and uh you know the party that controls the senate has a lot to do with that Mm -hmm. and for president trump his advantage is that we have a senate controlled by the same political party the republican party Mm -hmm. huge advantage so if he's able to nominate someone they will likely be appointed correct for a lifetime for a yes. lifetime and yeah. that's yes yes right. mm-hmm. yes so that that is key erica as mm-hmm. you just said so uh why it's so important is because the um the supreme court has been pretty split like on a lot of five four decisions mm. however if president trump is successful in getting amy coney barrett in that's going to uh, lock in a pretty conservative bench mm-hmm. for a while mm-hmm. and of course as a conservative that excites me yeah mm-hmm. um but you know it's obviously become very political yeah and i i wholeheartedly believe we should fill the seat yeah amen well, but i don't understand why wouldn't we i mean i almost think it's divine would, intervention anybody would anybody, yeah. would. anybody he would. would be a fool not to fill the seat yes. absolutely He's still the president they they would the democrats they would, would do have the done same it in a thing. heartbeat <laughs> right. It, right yeah right had they controlled the white house and and the senate mm-hmm. if the tables were turned in a heartbeat right it's politics it's the way it goes and ruth bader ginsburg god bless her soul right. yeah she could have retired back when president obama was still in office mm-hmm. and she chose not and to. he would have had the ability then to appoint, appoint the next else. yeah yeah um it, you know and the republicans played very fair with his appointments that he made to the supreme court mm-hmm. um but you know what she chose not to she stayed on the bench and she died while president trump was in office and he right. has the right to fill the seat he does amen but you know it's also sad the scrutiny that she's coming under her family's coming under that she has to endure during this time frame because people are so anti her anti-trump anti him doing his job 
um, you know, him being our president because he is. They're just so anti that that you have to think about and you have to pray for her and you have to be a human as a mother. You know, there's so many mothers that listen to this podcast. Think about that. Think about the way that one party is treating a mother. Mm. Yeah. She is a mother first Mm -hmm. and foremost. And the way that they're choosing to treat her because she's potentially going to be appointed to one of the biggest positions you could be appointed to. Mm-hmm. Shame on you, especially because you believe in women's rights. And, right, right. And hello, she's a woman. So right, let's yeah. respect her like well, one then. You well, know? the left only believes in women's rights when they agree. Right, exactly. with, right. With those particular women. They mm-hmm. would never stand up for the I know, three of us. I know, mm-hmm. but I'm appealing to you to, to remember that. Right, really yeah. think about that. Yep. Hmm. she's a she's a very impressive woman she is very impressive she is i don't know if you saw that picture of her daughter hugging her and her other kids sitting beside her but the way her daughter was looking up at her Mm. and that one's like oh it got me just with the biggest smile because you just remember because you know like i'm reading all the articles about her accomplishments and nowhere does it start with she's a mother you know what Mm. i mean and i just that picture showed you she's a mom oh and i think it was clear on saturday at, at the in the rose garden that yeah, but I think that's uh, that where the picture is from, too. That, yeah. yeah, that she's a mom and a yeah. wife before yeah. anything else. So awesome. She had to be... I, I can't imagine what that lead-up felt like to her and what, what this probably feels like to her now after oh, yeah. watching, you know, everything with Brett Kavanaugh, mm-hmm. um, how that all unfolded. Kristen, wow. <laughs> I don't so, even know that. So much smarter than you thought. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I got a point with Erica first time. Um, Okay, so I guess lastly then, why are the stakes of this election so, so high? Like, why is this election just such a, you know, huge deal in this world right now? Well, the stakes continue to get higher with each election. Yeah. Because I've been in politics for 20 years, and I thought the 2000 stakes were high. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they just continue to get higher and um, I didn't think that we'd ever be in a position where we're literally debating philosophies of defunding the police yeah. mm. and capitalism versus socialism and a baby's being aborted as they're coming down the birth canal yeah. or in Governor Northam's example, after the baby was born. And that's why the stakes are high. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a cultural divide. I think it's a massive divide on on values and um, I believe that our party is a party that defends what's morally good and true and Mm. certainly biblical Mm -hmm. we're not a perfect party Mm -hmm. far not you know a perfect party and we're certainly not led by a bunch of perfect people yeah but I'm proud to be a party that defends the constitution defends principles and values of God and um, believes in capitalism Mm -hmm. and the other party just continues to move further and further away from what this nation was founded on right Mm. yeah and you know nobody can say it better than than janine i know i didn't say this yet but she really is a stand-up human being all across the board and she listens to everyone no matter what party you're from no matter whether or not you support her or not she listens to your opinion she listens to what you're saying she takes it in um, she does her research. She does these things. Um, she is a mother. She is a wife. Um, you know, she's done PTO. She's done all these mm-hmm. things. I'm a mom she... of four-legged and two-legged. Yes, and she <laughs> loves animals. And I just, like, 
hearing those things, you know, it, it's a big deal coming from her. She's she's legit. So this wasn't on my list of questions, but so how do you, because so I was mentioning that I am more quiet in my, um, not in my beliefs. I think I know people know what I believe, but I get scared of people being mean to me or thinking like, oh, you're a racist because you're a Republican or, um, you know, just these stereotypical things. And it's just so much more, um, just, I don't know, it was so much bigger this year yeah. than it's ever been before. Yeah. So how do you prepare yourself and, um, I don't know, just deal with people who simply don't like you. They know nothing about you yeah. other than that you're a Republican. Yeah. You know, I think it's just how the Lord wired me. Yeah. And, um, I don't take it personal. Mm -hmm. I know that sometimes they meant they mean for it to be personal. Yeah. But Erica's right. I, I really have a heart for people, mm -hmm. even people that have completely different political philosophies and beliefs right. of mine. Right. I still want to work with you. Mm -hmm. I, I still want to be civil to each other. I certainly as a as a representative want to help everybody in Prince William County, especially Brinsville District residents. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we may have completely differing views on values, but that doesn't take away from my heart that wants to work with you, especially when we have a common goal, which would be, you know, for an example, the defending the rural crescent. Right, right. Um, I, I absolutely believe that I need to always have a heart of Christ and treat right. people, mm -hmm. you know, the way Jesus would. Right. And, um, you know, I pray that he holds me accountable to that. Mm -hmm. So when I mess up, I need to apologize for it. Um, but more than anything else, I just uh, love people. And I think he wired me to love people. Mm -hmm. And you've always aimed high, even when they go low, um, which, you know, helping Janine on her campaign, you sometimes want her to go low. Yeah. You sometimes want her to, you know, stick it to him a little uh -huh. bit. Yeah. And she really maintains a, a clean slate in that. And she really has chosen to, to make sure she chooses people over position. Mm -hmm. So I, that's something just to talk about myself for a second. Um, <laughs> but I, because I've struggled with it since we began, you know, br bringing up um, politics, topic, politics yeah. on on activate um, I've struggled with being really firm in my beliefs um, and not feeling the need to be like but I love everybody just so you know right. and I love how you just said that like that's how the Lord wired you and that's not something I need to change about myself mm -mm. that's just the way the Lord wired right. me right like I I'm a little bit of a people pleaser but I love everybody mm -hmm. I really do right um, it doesn't mean I don't have firm beliefs and I don't stand firm in those beliefs but sure um and what people say also you don't let that get to you because you know what he says about you exactly yes. right yes. And, that's, and that matters Amen. you know and mm -hmm. and we that that whole um you don't need to fight be still you know he'll fight for you don't be you know be mm -hmm. still for me that's keep your mouth shut for you that's you're okay in your position right. of being still right. you know what I mean yep. it, me it means something different yep. right so so I love people. I also love this nation. Yeah. And I believe in its yeah. exce exceptionalism mm -hmm. and that it was founded, created with the hand of the Lord. Yeah. And on that note, I want to remind everybody 400 years ago this November, the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth. Wow. wow. We're getting ready to celebrate our That's 400th so cool. anniversary. Yes. America. 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 That's right. America. America. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Well, thank you both so much. This was extremely informative. Exactly what I was hoping to get out of it. I think that people, I think people get nervous to ask the questions because it's almost like you feel like you should know. Right. And so many people don't know. Um, 
and that's okay it you is just, okay you just weren't interested in 12th grade and now yeah. all of a sudden life's real I and sure you're like wasn't. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and i don't expect everybody to know everything about you know politics or government because mm-hmm. You and know. you're learning still. I mean, we're oh, all still yeah. learning. Right. I learn something new all the but time. But it's important to, to be learning because like you said, the stakes just continue to get higher and higher, right? right? Mm-hmm. It just becomes more and more important as time goes on. Yep. Yes. So, all right. I've well, enjoyed the time with you. I have enjoyed it as well. Thank you for coming out here, being in person. We love it. Yes, it feels good. It's beautiful outside. It yes. is. It's gorgeous yes. out here. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Okay, that's a wrap on another episode of Activate. Stay up to date by following Steph underscore view and Kristen Lee Ballard on Instagram. Please share this episode and rate and review us today on iTunes. Thanks for being here. We love y'all. Later.